<clears throat> Welcome to The Adventures in Velagor! The following stories are collaborations inspired by the spirit of tabletop role-playing games such as Dungeons and Dragons. Our world, Valagorn, is of my own creation. My name is Blake Christ, and I will act as the dungeon narrator. Today's story pertains to the following heroes. Raphael Anastas Magoo, created and voiced by Greg Callahan. Boshti Whisperwind, created and voiced by Sarah Christ. And Pai Shou Wukong, created and voiced by Kenneth Glynn. This episode is a continuation of a story starting with Episode 1 of the Fuku, Entering Civilization. Your experience with the adventures in Valagorn may be more enjoyable if you start there. Previously, on the adventures in Valagorn. Why, Gunter Ficht, what brings you to town? My poor Ellie. She's been missing for two whole days now. Let's go looking for her! Do not be afraid, child. We are encroaching. Take me home, Mommy, Daddy. Ellet, your daddy is Gunter Ficht. Don't you remember? I don't think this is the little girl we were looking for. Fine, covered lady, I'll tell you my name. I'm Tanya Tisht. Now, I'm sure there is some way... Okay, I'm done playing with you. The little spirit girl lands, takes one last look about, and enters a hidden entrance in the pile of rocks. Dark, damp places. Yeah. There are some words. Can either of you make them out? They seem familiar, yet... Bjork. Does that mean anything? I think this area is known as Land Bjorkop. We plan to enter, yes? Upon the walls is one of the most detailed mosaics either has ever seen, depicting two massive armies, one human, one orc. Kogrok. Oh my, he's been here quite some time. An old book, maybe a gurnal. I wonder how long it will take for the illness to consume me, and I wonder if anyone will remember the kingdom of the orc. Oh, 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 oh see, see, those holes in the walls. I think this way is trapped. We should find another way if it isn't safe. How did this rope get under this wall? Oh, it's a door, silly. Silly? I think I can fix it. If we let go, it should hold itself. One, two, three. Now hurry through. God's know if it'll hold. Then one by one, all the candles in the room begin to burn, and floating in front of the tombs are six spectral beings staring back at the trio. Look, it's all of holes! The Story of the Fuku, Episode 3, The Recovery of Elit Ficht. With the appearance of the ethereal individuals, the trio back up until they find themselves against the stone door that has closed behind them. With little option, Raphael looses an arrow, and Wukong throws a dart. Both of these missiles seem to find their targets, only to pass through the airy bodies of the ghost, letting out the sound of metal bouncing off stone on the walls beyond. Oh, we're dead! We're dead! Please don't harm us! I will fight to my last if I must. Harming you is not our intent. This is my body, you ghostly shit! Back off! Please, please, please. 
You must be fear from us. Wukong, Raphael, they are not showing hostility toward us. Let us calm ourselves and listen. How are we to let our guard down? We cannot trust these unnatural beings. You can trust that if we meant to harm you, we wouldn't need this pretense. Trenton, cease your idle threats. Yes, mistress. Let us introduce ourselves. Perhaps that will ease this tension. I am Kayleen Koptana. My journeyman, Trenton Vicina, and these three are Greya, Maraton, and Jeeves, my apprentices. And I am Alex Wata. The priest Chardian, god of the sun and crop. This must be the company you wrote of. Ah, you read my journal then. So many years have gone by. I'm surprised the word survived in this damp place. I am Vashti Whisperwind. I too am a member of the Claw, but I serve Peul. Ah, yes. The goddess of peace and pools. Oh, ah. I am Raphael Anastas Magoo of the Puscape Forest. You can call me Raph or Magoo. Or even Anastas, I suppose. Anastas. Anastas. Oddly familiar. Don't pick that one. And, um, I'm Paisha, once of the Stavirovada Monastery. Wukong, don't lie to them. You may anchor the Raph. That, that is my name, Raph. They call me Wukong, everybody. It's a nickname, bud. <laughs> How did you get that from Pai Shu? Just stick to Wukong, Anastas. Of what I know, persons in your state only come to such. Uh, if they had something in life that has gone unfinished. Yes, my illness, which took me in the end, kept me from finishing a task I pledged to Chardin to undertake. As for these lies are utter failures. Trenton, don't be so callous. I suppose you've seen the garish mural outside. Yes. Yes, we did. We were a diplomatic envoy intent on avoiding such an event. Bjork was young, and it had come to our attention that some of our settlements were built on seasonal hunting grounds of a nomadic tribe of orcs. A veritable horde, more like. Trenton, it is hateful thinking like that which caused our mission to fail. No, mistress, it was orcish spears and javelins that ended our endeavor. I should have listened to my father. Diplomacy is pure folly. After all this time, you truly feel that way? You cannot argue against the fact that our efforts were meaningless. Perhaps, but our intentions were pure and worthwhile. Martyrs. Martyrs who kicked off a war none of us wanted. That mistress is what we are. Forgive them. They are often at each other's throats. I could show you what being at one's throat looks like, priest. All right. All right. Listen. My dander is up right too. Thought I was gonna have to fight for my life for the third time tonight, so if you're looking for a fight, fight me, big guy. <laughs> Certainly, monkey man. Wukong, this man is undead, and I think it unlikely that much- Vashti, please. I've already talked myself into it. Trenton, this is unnecessary. Ah, uh, it's okay. We promise not to kill each other, right, Trenty? I'll do my best not to. <laughs> I don't understand, Vashti. Why does he get to call him a monkey? The bulky ghost man and the Venara square off. 
They encircle each other for a moment, and then in a flash, Wukong sets off a rapid attack of two punches and a kick. Each blow is met only by swirling, cool blue air. Then Trenton swings back and launches his fist into Wukong's chest. The cold touch forces the Venar out of consciousness before his body has a chance to slam into the ground. Oh dear. Wukong? Perhaps I should have pulled my punches a bit better. You think? Allow me. Chardian still allots me his blessing from time to time. Oh. What happened? You had your horse handed to you. Here, take my hand. Thank you. But remember, I was the first to knock you on your ass. With all the endearment in the world, Raph, I mean this from the bottom of my little Venara heart. Fuck you. Is this nonsense finished? Aye, fine, mistress. We have come here for good reason, Madame Captana. This we know. Tanya, come out here, child. From behind a stone tomb sulks in the body of Velet Ficht. Pale, empty eyes look up at the spectral matron. What? Young one, you must let go of this little girl, body and soul. But I want to be alive again. Please don't make me, Kayleen. I know, sweetheart. Can you tell us why you want to be alive so badly? Because I miss mother and father, and I want to play with my brother again, even though he's mean sometimes. I see. Now, don't you think this child would miss her family too if you were to take her place? Maybe. Tanya... <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Okay, covered lady. You can have that back. The room quakes, and the candlelight flickers as Tanya's ghost rips itself out of the living child's body, and the two shriek in unison. Finally, Alet is free of this possession. Her exhausted body crumbles toward the ground, but Vashti is there to catch her before the crash. She now sleeps soundly in the priestess's arms. I'm sorry. Can I, Can I go, go now? now? Yes, yes Tanya. Tanya. You may go. The little ghost girl then flies off into a wall. Poor Tanya. Stuck for eternity with the understanding of a child. Why was she with your delegation? Yes, an orc camp does seem to be a morbid place for a youngling. She was not. She was a later addition to our lost family. Like myself. But relatively recently. Like, how recent? Time passes strangely for us, but less than a human lifetime. In fact, we had hoped to implore you to help her. It is almost certainly too late for us to finish what business keeps us here, but for Tanya, perhaps there is still someone out there that wonders what has happened to her. I have yet to meet someone with the surname of Tish, but all three of us are rather new to the area. This is something we could ask around for, right? Only if it doesn't keep me from my goals. Come on, Anastas. We can do this while we search for your man. As long as we try for both, I'm in. And we thank you for it. Now, unfortunately, we cannot assist you in leading the way you came. However... Mistress Kaptana then goes to the wall deepest in the room and pulls on one of the sconces. A section of the wall rises to reveal a tunnel full of cobwebs which curves to the left sharply. 
At the end of this tunnel, you must find the secret to opening the way to the gallery. There you will find some valuables from our kingdom, that is, if they haven't been looted. Feel welcome to take what you please. We have no use for them. Also, beware. There are beings within, dead long before us, and who have completely lost who they were in life. I fear that one day we'll share their fate and become mere shadows of a forgotten life. Great. More haunts. Ah, uh, um, no offense. None taken. By the by, you may want to light a torch. Oh, thank you. I would have forgotten again. May your goddesses protect you, Vashti. Thank you. I wish you all find peace somehow. And we will do what we can for Tanya. In the tunnel, Raphael leads with his torch, using it to swipe away the floor-ceiling cobwebs. Vashti follows, holding the sleeping Elit close to her chest. Wukong trails behind her, ensuring nothing comes from behind in this narrow passage. Oh, it's dank in here. Uh, it's most likely mold or mildew. Try not to breathe too deeply. So I probably shouldn't be licking the walls then. Why would you do that anyway? I haven't. It's Venara sarcasm. It's regional. It's different inflections, all that. Raphael, should we be concerned about the child bringing this in? Hmm. If you have cloth to spare, perhaps a facial cover machine would be a good call. Vashti turns around and hands the little girl to Wukong for a moment. She then begins to unwrap her right hand. The end of the black cloth is untucked from her palm and unraveled to reveal white flesh, very pale and fragile with the look of parchment. As Vashti continues up her arm, the Venara sees that in places his friend's skin, if it can be called as such, seems to be broken in cracks to show dark, almost black flesh beneath. The wrap ends a few inches below her elbow. Um, are you? Does it hurt? Not at all. Please act as if it is not there. Sure. Sure. The priestess then wraps the cloth around the child's face. But, is it safe? It's not a disease. No. It is my natural self. Now please ignore it, Wukong. I'm sorry. I will. Vashti takes the little ficked back and cradles her so that her arm is as concealed as possible. Not too tightly. She still needs air. This tunnel. It's lawfully long, yes? Maybe those ghosts sent us in here to get lost. Then we eventually die, and they'll have more compatriots to be stuck down here forever. Why would they give us Elliot just to do that to us? I think we can trust them. That's just it, Vashti. They gave her to us to gain our trust, and then thrust us into this endless tunnel. The webbing is rather thick here. Oh no. What? What is that? Spiders! Very quickly, the trio is surrounded by legions of tiny eight-legged critters. The spiders leap off one another to bite at the hero's legs, arms, and necks. As they scream, they begin stomping at the arachnids and smashing what they can with the blunt ends of their weapons. Wait! We are the intruders here! We should not dispatch of these creatures so mercilessly. Fuck that, Vashti! They're biting the shit out of me! Me as well. But can we not try to outrun them? Fine by me. Let's make like bugs and flee from this spider's den. 
They run. They find themselves grappling with spiderwebs as they charge through the swarms. They run and run and run. And finally, they either outpace the hateful biters or the spiders lose interest. I think we lost them. Ah, I'm covered in spooder spunk. Okay, I don't want to hear it. Oh, Raphael. Vashti, using her free hand, gently pulls away the layers of webbing from the archer's face. <laughs> Thank you, Vashti. It looks like we finally made it to the end here. Ah, yes. The aforetentioned wall. Kayleen said there was some secret to opening well, it. Well, where am I? Oh. Who are you? Where's my daddy? Oh, poor Elliot. My name is Vashti Whisperwind. It's, it's all right. Your father sent us to find you. Find me? Oh, was lost it? Hi, child. Do you not remember going into the wood? Fairkeep Wood? Remember hers? That's the one. You remember that Tonya you met? Oh, yeah. She seemed nice, but then she got weird. And then I can't remember. And that's okay. We are going to get you home. Right, Raph? Wukong? That's right. I have a mind to tell you that Tanya was quite naughty. You shouldn't just blindly follow strangers, you know. Didn't your daddy ever tell you? But you're strangers. You say my daddy's telling you to find me. Oh. Right. Maybe you should leave the lessons to her father. Yes, you are correct to say so. We will focus on the reinstallment of the child. Huh. Weird application, but that actually works, Raph. Really? Which word? All of them in that particular statement. Yes! And like you said, Raphael, we should focus. Right, right. Search for the secret. A time of 15 minutes or so passes, and yet our three heroes only see a wall. Elliot is lit down to assist in the investigation. Well, what are we looking for, anyway? Well, we aren't entirely sure. We were told that this wall opens into a passageway, but the only way to open it is a secret. Oh, well, I, I, I found a letter. That's cool. Which letter? A V! Probably just scratches. Do not discount her. Ha! She isn't for sale, Vashti. I mean, that V has been prevalent in today's adventure. In what way? Did the work. We are in a Vorkian tomb. Right then. Let's take a look, young Elliot. Here. It does look like scratches. Oh. Well, I guess we keep looking, huh? But wait a moment. I think you're exactly right. While it is made to look like scratches, it indeed hides McConnellism. I'm not sure I can pretend to know what he's talking about anymore. Here, I'll show you. Raphael goes into his pack and retrieves his tool wrap. He pulls out of it one tool in particular. Oh, with this again. We'll be here all night. I believe we have been already, Wukong. But this should be quick. The archer takes the chisel and sticks the angular blade into the matching V-shape in the stone. See? As the wall reaches high enough to make an easily passable doorway, it begins to slowly descend, and the trio, along with the child, pass through. Adventure. Rusted bobbles of tin and chipped and notched weapons, which may never see a sharp edge again, line the walls of this gallery. 
I recall something about greatest treasures of a kingdom. I believe the term was valuables, and I don't remember any adjectives. What does that word mean? Injunctives. Lies and deceit? Oh, this stuff's cool. Can't you hear how selfish you sound? These people offered you what they have. Oh, they only offered because they can't use it. Yeah, not only because they're dead, but they also want us to take out the trash for them. You don't know if it's good as you look at it, Mr. Monkey. Um, it's Wukong. All right, kiddo? Mr. Wukong, Monkey? Okay. Just Wukong. The child is right. We should interrogate this pile. Yes, and Vashti was right as well. Would that be so hard to say? Stupid little shit, kid. They begin to search throughout the room. Raphael, with his torch reaching away from the pile he shifts through, finds some translucent, color-specked stones that may be of value, and a vial with a pinkish fluid inside. Meanwhile, Vashti eyes the elaborate carving of a diverse flower bouquet which sits upon the top of a staff. At Wukong, he finds the most valuable treasure of them all. What is it? <laughs> all kinds of bottles, and they're full. That could be embalming fluid, for all you know. As Raphael walks towards the Venara, the flickering torchlight makes Vashti believe that his shadow lags behind him. Only one way to find out. <laughs> Oh yeah, come to Poppy. Wukong! Wow, tart, and yet creamy. Grassy, maybe. Oh, my daddy likes that. It's, um, grass wine. He buys it in town. Oh, Gunter has taste. Who knew? Perhaps I will try, Wukong. Well, I don't know if you can handle this, Raph. Oh, shit, Raph! You can't retract me, Paishu. Raph! I'm going to drink some of that grass wine. Now hand it over, you silly goose. No, Raphael, but behind you! The warnings about Raphael's shadow inexplicably growing behind him come too late. An arm, which until this moment seems to be a representation of the archer cast by torchlight, reaches out and wraps black, smoky fingers around Raphael's throat. The shadow yanks Raphael to the wall at his rear, slamming him and causing him to throw the only light in the room to the floor, extinguishing it. Alec, to me, child. It's too dark. I can't see. Raph, I'm coming for you, bud. To the Venara's surprise, a shadowy hand comes out of the dark and pulls him away, forcing him to drop the bottle of liquor. You bastard. I was drinking that. Wukong manages a grip on the shadow arm around his throat, and he flips his body to kick whatever upper body his assailant might have. He stubs his toes badly against the wall, but the creature relinquishes his neck, and the Venara falls to the ground on top of his shoulders. No, no! It's okay, Elit. It's just me. Vashti takes the child up in her arms. Uh, Help me. Vashti looks towards her captured friend and reaches out her open palm. First a flash, and then a beam of solid light projects from the priestess's hand and across the room into the eerie face behind Raphael. As the radiance fades the shadow away, the bowman falls to the ground, taking in as much air as he can. Vashti also crumbles, exhausted from the blast. She manages her hold on Elit as they sit on the ground. 
Alright, Shitwinder, take this! A flurry of punches slam into the wall, cracking Wukong's knuckles. Though it is minimal, the martial artist's blows seem to do something to the creature. Wukong! Dunkaroo! Somehow understanding the human, Wukong dips backwards, getting his head low almost to the floor as a shadowy claw reaches for him and an arrow hits squarely in the shadow's chest. While the missile bounces off the wall, the creature does recoil. Huh? How did you hit that in the dark? I heard your punches. So you can't see me? I could have been killed! But I did hit it. Right? While the two are distracted, the shadow glides along the wall, away from Wukong and towards Raphael. Look out! Not willing to miss another warning, Raphael starts swinging his short swords wildly. Only a few of these strikes find their target, but they do not deter the shadow creature from grasping Raphael's shoulder. Hands off me! He swings his sword at the monster's wrist, but before the blade glides through, Raphael feels a draining current through his body surge into the creature's arm. The blade doesn't separate the shadow's hand from its body, but it does cause it to let go. Oh, I feel woozy. The shadow then peels itself from the wall, and with both arms reaching out, it moves for the wobbly human. Oh no, you don't! As Wukong swings his staff, the shadow becomes two-dimensional along the floor, unable to change the momentum of his strike. The Venara's gourd smashes into the wall. <gasps> Look what you did! <laughs> Wukong starts ferociously jabbing the end of his staff into the ground. Wukong. Wukong! What? I think it's gone. I hate it! I hate it! Oh, it's alright, buddy. Remember the case of the grassy stuff. <laughs> the rice one was bare. And I... <laughs> Fuck, right? You look terrible. Oh, I am very tired. It's such a long night as Oh, Raphael, what has happened? What? Can we have some light now? It's still really scary. Well, of course. Oh, God, it's worse than I thought. What? Is there something on my face? You got really old. Oh, older. I assure you, I have only seen 24 winters as far as I know. And Magoo told me to expect many more. And he, young lady, was old. Raphael, she speaks the truth. You have aged considerably. Raphael grabs his sword and looks into the blade for his reflection. <gasps> I look like Magoo. Although you said you weren't blood relation. I mean, I look fucking old, Wukong. Sorry, sorry. I'm sorry as well, Raphael. There's nothing I can do for you, unfortunately. At least not tonight. I'm spent, magically speaking. Do you think it can be inverted? Possibly. <laughs> At least now when he misspeaks, we could just say he's senile. Hey! Not helpful, Wukong. Can, can we go home now? Yeah, kiddo. Let's get out of here. Wukong walks out of the only exit of the gallery. Oh shit! Oh, oh, Wukong re-enters the room. Only now he is covered head to toe in tiny darts. Uh, so you guys remember that tunnel we decided not to use earlier? I found it. 
The Venara then falls headlong to the ground and begins snoring in his drug-induced unconsciousness. Is it me, or is he accident-prone? Oh, I suppose he is prone to going first, Varsity. Strange turn of phrase. I would say, however, that he finds himself in a lot of antecedents. That is for certain. What's it talking about? We can only hope to understand a fraction of it, dear. We should try to get Ellen out of here. Ellen, 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 so good. Right. Will you take a look down that hall and make sure we won't share the same fate as Wukong? Raphael does as Vashi recommends and scouts out the tunnel. He finds two pressure plates and determines that they can be safely avoided. We can leave this way, Vashti. Good. I will carry Elid. Can you do the same with Wukong? Mm. These old poems don't feel useless. Raphael dips down, drapes the Venara over his shoulder, and lifts him. My hip! Your hero key! Oh, man! Yes. They traverse down the tunnel and avoid the traps. They then find their way back to the entrance and finally leave the old musty tomb. Outside in the fell-teep wood, it is still dark, but what sky that can be seen has a deep blue tint. It will be dawn soon. The wood sure is pretty right now. Yes, and breathe. It is. This is usually about the time I awaken. Me and Magoo never missed a sunrise. We won't see one again. But I suppose we'll get to watch this one on the way to your home. Daddy always told me not to call people inbreeds. He didn't mean anything by it. Let's journey on. This monkey's getting heavy. Raphael! Oh, excuse me, excuse me. Manana. This Manana is getting heavy. Venara. Oh, thanks, Vashti. I'll break bread once we have rested at Mr. Fitz. As they move forward, the sun does rise. Alid elates over its beauty, and the two adventurers enjoy her childlike awe. Eventually, their hour of burden ends, and they exit the Felteep Wood and enter the village by the same name. They pass under the flower-adorned entrance, and Alid begins to greet all her familiar things. Good morning, Twilight. Good morning, Stump Daddy Jumps went on. Good morning, Chicken Coop. Good morning, Stump Daddy Kills Chickens on. Good morning, other chickens. Good morning, Dead Chicken. Good morning, Cows. Good morning, other Cows. Ellie? <gasps> Daddy! Ellie, you're back. Thank the gods you're back. Old Gunter Ficht, who had fallen asleep in a chair on his stoop, jumps and runs to his daughter. Boshy lets Ellie with her already running legs down to the ground. The pair nearly tackle each other in a loving embrace. Ah, Elliot, I thought I lost you forever. It's okay now, I'm back. Because Miss Whisperwin, Mr. Wukong Monkey, this guy too. Raphael Anastas Magoo. Thank you. Thank y'all very, very much. You're welcome, Gunter. She is a wonderful child. I'm proud to have known her, as well as to have returned her to you. What happened to your friend? Oh, Wukong? Just subconscious. No, you. Boy, you look older than me. Oh, drat. 
It was a price he paid for your daughter's safe return. Well, then I thank you doubly. Allow us to show you some gratitude with a breakfast and a place to rest yourself. Helen, why don't you go gather some eggs and stay out of them woods now? Yes, Daddy! Alice skips off to the chicken coop, singing her own special song as she does so. Oh, here. It ain't much, but this is what coin the village scrounged up for them militia boys. But I think you should have it. Dear Gunter, we don't want... Vashti. Yes? Thank you, Gunter. We will gladly accept. Gunter hands the archer a pouch of copper and silver, amounting to 18 gold pieces. Oh, sunlight. Fresh air. We made it out alive. Wait, 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 wait. Did you guys grab that grass wine? No, I managed a few bottles in your pack. A few bottles? It was a whole case. Wukong, maybe you should thank Raphael for thinking of it. And for carrying you all the way here. Oh. Thanks. I guess you can put me down now. (laughs) Not like that! I quite like the grass wine myself. Perhaps we could share us some over the morning meal? That I can't argue with. They enter the fixed welcoming little cottage and sit, closing their eyes from time to time as Gunter cooks a gracious meal of eggs, sausages, and grits. And then our heroes rest until the afternoon sun rises high and then begins to dip low. Find out what adventures await the trio next time on The Adventures in Valagon! This episode of The Adventures in Valagorn would not have been possible without the vocal talents of our cast. Of course, we have our heroes. Raphael Anastas Magoo, created and voiced by Greg Callahan. Vashti Whisperwind, created and voiced by Sarah Christ. Pai Shou Wu Kong, created and voiced by Kenneth Glynn. The remaining of our cast in order of appearance is as follows. Kayleen Kaptana, voiced by Sarah Daly. Alit Wata, voiced by Jeff Porter. Trentin Vicina, voiced by Ken Mann. Tanya Tisht, voiced by Sarah Daly. Alit Ficht, voiced by Kenneth Glynn. Gunter Ficht, voiced by Christopher Sims. Direction by Blake Christ. And sound effects editing by Jeff Porter. And I am Blake Christ your dungeon narrator. Thank you all for listening. The Adventures in Valagorn is a proud production of Fiction Works 19. We plan to return to you with more adventure on the 19th of each month. In the meantime, like, follow, share, subscribe, comment, review, and check up on us through Facebook or the Fiction Works 19 Instagram page.